Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Y'all Show Tuesday edition. Winding down the month of November here this week in our post-Thanksgiving bliss and pre-Christmas bliss. I'm John Rawl, your host, and we are glad that you could tune us in here on great stations across Dixie, as well as all of our friends who get us each and every day via our podcast edition. You can find that in iTunes or on such great podcast options on the World Wide Web like podcast.com. And you can go to y'all.com and get the podcast link through Listen Notes. So we've got multiple ways for you to listen to the Y'all Show, whether you listen to us live or eh, a little bit later than live. I guess that would be the term here on the All Southern Show. Coming up on today's Y'all Show, oh yeah, you've been waiting. You've been waiting for Matt Hearman's post-Thanksgiving report as the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue is back with us an hour or two. And we're going to find out exactly what happened on Turkey Day at the Hearman's Plantation. Did he have so much meat on the grill that it it was the biggest story in the South? We'll find out how he did his turkey, how it all turned out. And we'll get some other thoughts coming your way from the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hearman's. That's in hour two, also in hour two. We're going to get your sports lanyard for the weekend. We'll look at various football from the last few days, some news, some some legends of football back in the coaching ranks, and we'll look at the FCS playoffs. We've got all kind of good stuff. What's going to happen this weekend in college football? Plus, we'll look at NFL. Had a good Monday night game going on last night, at least for a while, and the Houston Texans looked oh so good and continue a nice win streak. We'll have info on all of that coming up in Hour 2. Here in Hour 1, it is Tuesday, and we often have, when we can, a political spotlight come Tuesday. Well, guess what? Politics is a really big deal today in the state of Mississippi as they're having a special Senate runoff today. If you're listening to us in the state of Mississippi and you're eligible to vote and you haven't voted, get to the polls at least before 7 p.m and cast your vote for either Cindy Smith, the Republican, or Mike Espy, the Democrat, in a special runoff. And President Trump was in Mississippi on Monday. He had two stops, one in Tupelo, one in Biloxi. Later this hour, in our Y'all political spotlight, we're going to actually hear some of the president's audio from Biloxi as he had a huge rally at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum right there on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. And we'll have a few minutes of that. He also said some things in Tupelo prior to going to South Mississippi. And we'll, so we'll have a political little spotlight on Mississippi. Plus, also in our spotlight, we're going to tell you about some trends that we know about the South as a result of the November 6th general election. So we'll have all that coming up in our Y'all Political Spotlight later this hour. Also this hour, we're going to have plenty of great information to tell you that you don't want to miss on history. It's something we call Our South, and we're going to go Civil War style, if that's okay with you. But one of these guys really was first known during the Civil War on the Yankee side, but he's really known for what happened about 15 years after the war ended, and that would be George Armstrong Custer. And on this date in history, in Oklahoma, Custer made history for not the best of reasons, and we'll tell you why in our Our South History Spotlight, plus keeping the 
Civil War cavalry theme going, we're going to tell you about John Hunt Morgan and what he did on this date back in 1863. He was a Confederate general, and he did something amazing in Yankee land on this date in 1863. He also died, I think, in 1863, but not on this date. That happened later. So we'll have info on John Hunt Morgan, who is a hero in Kentucky, and he grew up in Huntsville, Alabama. In fact, the name Hunts comes from the Hunt family, of which he's from, in North Alabama. So John Hunt Morgan, if you like history, we've got info on him and Custer coming up later in our Our South History Spotlight. But right now on the Y'all Show, if you want to reach out to us, our number is 803-816-1170, and our website is y'all.com. Looking at what's going on in the South, the big story is taking place in the state of Mississippi today with the special election for U.S. Senate. Again, this is a race going on because in 2014, Mississippians elected Thad Cochran for the Senate seat in the general election. And two years into, well, it was really more three years, three years into his term, halfway through, Cochran had to resign earlier in 2018 and because of health reasons. He really should not have run, period, in 2014. His health wasn't so great then. But he ran, he was elected, and then he resigned earlier this year. Phil Bryant appoints the agriculture commissioner in the state of Mississippi, Cindy Smith, to be the interim senator. Well, now she's up for the rest of that term, which if elected today, she would serve out the rest of what was originally Thad Cochran's term. So I guess she would serve all the way till the year 2021. Well, little small hiccup here. She's kind of stepped on her own landmines with things she said. It's been all in the news. I don't want to reiterate all of it for you here. But she's got a formidable opponent in today's election, and that's Mike Espy. Oddly enough, another former head of the Agriculture Commission, but his was not on the state level. Mike Espy was the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture back during the Bill Clinton era in Washington, D.C. And Espy also has been a congressman in the state of Mississippi, the first black congressman from Mississippi since the Civil War era and Reconstruction. So it's a it's going to be a close race. I think Smith should win. The president coming to some very solid red areas on Monday will only help galvanize people to actually pay attention and possibly vote. Vote, but again, if SB wins, it will not be the greatest shocker. I mean, she's almost pulled a Roy Moore with some of her actions, uh, with her mouth. Really, I'm not going to hold what she did in 2014 as a state elected official going to Beauvoir, the home of Jefferson Davis, and taking pictures of a fake Confederate kepi. I don't know why these media folks don't know what the heck a Confederate hat is called. It's called a kepi, for God's sakes. K-E-P-I. And that was years ago when she wasn't a senator. And Beauvoir, home of Jefferson Davis, in Biloxi, literally across the street from where President Trump had the rally last night at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum. Those two properties actually split Beauvoir Road in half. And so one side of Beauvoir Road is the Coliseum. The other side is literally a Confederate cemetery and the property of Beauvoir, home of Jefferson Davis. And yours truly, John Rawl, is an owner of Beauvoir. It's the only thing of value I actually own. And I'm, I'm not kidding on this. I am actually one of about a thousand people that own Beauvoir. And you're like, how in the world are you on that? 
Beauvoir's got about, I don't know, 40 acres right on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, right near the casinos. It's a beautiful property. Well, guess what? When President Davis, Jefferson Davis, died, his wife, Verena Howell Davis, created the will that said that upon her death, Beauvoir would actually go to the United Confederate Veterans, which the offshoot of that was the Sons of Confederate Veterans, which exists today. UCV was the actual soldiers from the war, and the Sons of Confederate Veterans were, of course, by its very name, the children of the Confederacy. Well, that organization still exists, based in Columbia, Tennessee. Should be bigger, should be more influential. It's not. We all know that it's 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 a tough fight to be a not only a, a supporter of the Confederacy or the history of the Confederacy, but gosh, even the Civil War is taking a big hit on the chin because of some of the radical stuff that's going on. I'm a Civil War guy. I've been one since my grandparents took me to Fort Sumter as a kid. I love it. I love all military history. I love Confederate history, and I'm not going to change. I always have. Why should I change? Now, just because you like Confederate history and Civil War history does not mean that you're a clucker or you're a fan of cluckers or racism. It, it has nothing to do with it. In fact, I did an incredible documentary back in 2003. It was in three film festivals, and it had Shelby Foote in it, and it was on the epitome of the Civil War, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Epitome meaning that he is beloved by people who like the Civil War, and he's hated by people who hate things like the KKK, and, and the, they should hate the KKK, but a lot of people accuse Nathan Bedford Forrest of being the first leader of the KKK. It's actually written in articles that he was, but if you watch my documentary called Rebel Forrest, an unbelievable documentary, by the way, you'll find out that there's no way he could have been the first leader of the Klan. Now, I can't prove it, Nobody, but nobody can prove that he was or wasn't. Shelby Foote told me that. So it, it's just part of the whole intrigue is the best word of the Civil War. And here we go with Cindy Hyde-Smith going to Beauvoir years ago and getting a picture with a friend of mine. I saw his picture in on the news last night on CNN. He's not the main guy that you see, but there's another picture where she's holding up a sword or something. And my friend Greg right there with her. And Greg was the interim director of Beauvoir. Unbelievable guy. Great friend. Big supporter. And and he's no longer at Beauvoir, by the way. But, yes, it's, it's just gotten ridiculous in Mississippi. And so I was watching CNN on Monday night, and they were going nuts over the picture from Beauvoir. And I'm not making excuses for what Cindy Smith said. What she said about the public game was just plain stupid. I don't want to call it racist. I just think it's just plain stupid. Will that cost her the election? We'll find out. Mississippians go to the polls, and they'll vote. But as expected, as we expect, she should win just because of how deep red the state of Mississippi is. And, of course, with Trump coming, that should help her as well. Now, one thing that happened going back in time in, in a very ugly part of our South, one thing that happened on Monday was nooses and hate signs were found at the state capitol in Jackson, Mississippi. And a man who oversees the capitol says nooses and signs were found Monday morning just before 8 a.m. on the south side of the Capitol grounds. And the signs were actually pro, against, they were against Cindy Hyde-Smith. I guess they had Democratic 
overtures or overtones, if you want to call it that, about her. And I'm sorry, I don't even think the 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 racists of the world, the Klan, they're too cowardly to do anything like this where they could at least be discovered. And you would think a Capitol Grounds has cameras and all that to catch them. I don't know who did it, but it's kind of been understood it was a person opposing Cindy Smith as Senate, and that's why they hung these nooses from trees on the grounds there, and they had signs against her that they left there on the Capitol grounds in Jackson, Mississippi. So that story not maybe getting the kind of traction that whoever put those signs out there thought it would, but it just helps illustrate race is a problem with our region. As much as we love the South, it has problems. And I'm sitting here today telling you how much I like the Confederate history and all the Civil War stuff. As a guy who's lived in about six southern states, they all have their own unique Confederate connections and history and battlefields. And I love that stuff. I enjoy it. I love other things in life, too, like football and World War II history. Even World War I history I've come to appreciate. But the Civil War, as Shelby Foote told me, it determined what kind of country we would be. And I'm not sure that he's not totally right on that. It did determine what kind of country we'd be. It, would, it, would, it determined that we would no longer have uh, slavery, and that's a good thing. Slavery should have ended, and it did. But it also, for you states' rights fans, it did help kind of create a trend that the federal government usurped state government. And all of you folks, and this, would, this has been brewing for, for decades since the country began in the 19th century. Or 18th century, I guess it would have been in the late 1700s, that states at least tried to say they had their own fiefdom and power. But the Civil War kind of made the federal government the know-all, be-all, end-all. And if you don't believe me, look at cases like Roe versus Wade. If, if the Civil War had turned out in a different way, a case like that would never have come before justices, in my opinion. It would have been all done on a state level. And so state A, all about abortion, but state B, totally against it. And that would have been the way it was. And that's what proponents against abortion are wanting now. Whether they'll ever get that, I don't know. But anyway, back on more headlines, and sorry for the history lesson, but I I get emotional. We all get emotional. And if you don't like me for, for loving the things that I love, especially Confederate stuff, that's your right. We don't, we don't have to agree on that. And and that's okay. But just understand, this is something that I've grown up with. I, I, I love it, and, and I always will. And I wish there were more movies Civil War related. There's hardly anything out there. Although, two, one is a very not-so-good movie because it's considered to be a movie tied to the Klan. But when it was shot in the... 1915, I think, is when it came out. Uh, that was the way it was. And it was shown at the White House. It's the first movie ever shown at the White House. Birth of a Nation is what I'm talking about. That, that is a movie that has to do with the Civil War. And it's considered one of the great movies of all time, purely because of its historic nature of being really the first cinematic, cin- cinematic uh, would be the word, uh, unbelievable production for, for 1915. And it was actually directed by a former Confederate soldier. And I think he won the first Emmy or Oscar or whatever it's called. I, I, 
I, I'm not up on my film history. But the other unbelievable ending, there hadn't been very many Civil War movies. But, of course, that other movie I'm talking about that's also considered one of the greatest movies of all time was Gone with the Wind. So, although not very many, two of your real unbelievable treasures, I know Birth of a Nation could be considered risque, but for film historians, it certainly, you can't deny that two of the best from a status and historic nature tie it to the Civil War. All right, now let's bring in some racial stuff with football. I'm, I'm, I'm not really trying to do that intentionally, but it, it is true. A man has been fired after his racist post toward Florida State head football coach Willie Taggart was exposed, and he's been fired from his job at a major hotel chain. I don't know the man's name, but he went online and put a post depicting FSU's head football coach, who's black, at the end of a rope with the hashtag FireTaggart. And that happened after Florida State lost to Florida for the first time in, I think, five years, 41 to 14. And the Florida State University president, John Thrasher, condemned the post. And, of course, social media, it took on a whole new thing. But this man, who has not been identified, stupid decision to go online and and do something that stupid. But sure enough, his post cost him his job. Another example that when you do dumb things or say dumb things and you're not um, coherent with your rationale, you're going to likely lose your job, perhaps. Hey, how about some good news? This came from Boca Raton, also in Florida. As a couple there had just gotten married and a guy was in the area who had just played some basketball. So he was wearing a t-shirt and kind of sweaty and nasty. But the couple, Karen and Tatian Shaw, they did not care because that hoops player turned out to be comedian Adam, Adam Sandler. And they asked Sandler, who was one of my favorites, to take a picture with him. And Adam Sandler, to his credit, happily obliged. And Karan, the the bride, I think, uh, uh, Karan and Tatian Shaw. I don't know which one is which. It, it is a man and a woman, in case you're wondering. But uh, one of them said that Sandler was as humble and was very gentle. So good job, Adam Sandler, helping a wedding couple, a couple there on their wedding day. And I see the photo here on social media, and you got your light blue 23 t-shirt with no names on it. Uh, of course, a guy named Michael Jordan wore a light blue jersey with a number 23, but that could be just coincidence. I love this guy, Adam Sandler. And hanging out in South Florida in Boca Raton, that's great there for Mr. Sandler. Maybe he's filming another movie. It's about time that we find another Adam Sandler movie in the theaters. Maybe one coming out around Christmas. I need to check the listings. If you want to go on a cruise ship, you don't have to go to Boca Raton, Florida, or South Florida. You can keep going to Mobile, Alabama, as Carnival has announced they will continue docking in the port city of Mobile, Alabama. And Mobile Mayor Sandy Stimson says the city has extended its contract with Carnival Cruise Line for the company to keep offering trips aboard the Carnival Fancy, Fantasy, rather, the Carnival Fantasy, which is probably fancy, coming out of Mobile. And the new deal means the 855-foot-long ship will continue cruising from Mobile through November of 2019. 
So that's good news for a lot of people in the south. You don't have to go all the way down to the Miami area to catch a cruise ship. I assume this cruise ship, the Fantasy, sounds like Fantasy Island, great TV show that had to do with a cruise ship, I think. Is that right? Was it Fantasy Island? Love, but I'm getting that confused with Love Boat. Sorry, I need to leave TV and movie stuff to somebody else. I just haven't been all up on that kind of stuff like I should. Fantasy Island, That's a, that was a TV show, I think. I'm sorry. It's been, been a few years. But yeah, you don't have to go all the way. You don't have to maybe get a flight if you live in parts of the Mid-South. You don't have to fly all the way to South Florida and save your money and drive down to Mobile. Interstates of various types show up in Mobile and get on board the Carnival Fantasy. Aloha. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Hey, Louisiana is seeing a case of a rare polio-like illness. And we want to know more about this. This is coming from the Centers for Disease Control. And health officials are keeping a close eye on this rare polio-like illness that has been reported mainly in children under the age of 4 in 31 states. Louisiana is one of them. And they've had one. Looking at the numbers, actually, Georgia and Alabama have three cases in the south right now. Those are the highest numbers. Tennessee does not have any. Florida does not have any as of this report. 14 reported in Texas. And I think it's called acute flaccid myelitis. So pardon me for not having my medical terminology dictionary in front of me here. But keep an eye on that. Go check out more on AFM, this mild respiratory illness or fever about 3 to 10 days before they develop this polio-like condition according to the CDC. So one other thing to keep your eye on, especially if you've got little ones with this polio-like illness that's in various states, including Louisiana, but also big time in Texas and other states. Hey, to the South Carolina low country and barbecue we go. And we're not talking about Matt Hermans. Where's Matt when we need him? I need, I need to ask him about this. But we've talked on the show. I think even Matt mentioned Rodney Scott. Rodney Scott had a barbecue restaurant in Hemingway, which is in the South Carolina PD area near Florence. Now he's, I don't know if it's him or an investment group, someone is franchising the Rodney Scott barbecue brand. He's got a location going to Birmingham at some point. He's already got one in historic Charleston. But unfortunately, a fire has now damaged a smokehouse pit at the Charleston location of Rodney Scott's BBQ. No injuries reported. Hopefully the cooker will be repaired and that delicious cue will flow. Now, one thing, I've had this cue before, and unlike the more famous, I would say, mustard-based barbecue in South Carolina, Rodney Scott's barbecue is more of a vinegar-based. Very good, very different. But, yeah, the fire marshal there in the holy city of Charleston investigating a fire at Rodney Scott's barbecue. Luckily, it was contained. The building seems to be okay. It looks like a trendy building from what I've seen on social media. I haven't seen it with my own eye but I'd love to see it with my own tongue and have some of that good cue at some point when I'm back in the Holy City, which I was just there two weeks ago, but somehow I don't know how I missed out on not going to Rodney Scott. I did have some barbecue. I don't know where it came from. I went to an event that was catered, and I pigged out on barbecue, and they gave us uh, four different styles of sauce, and I had the mustard base, and it was great. But... uh I had to be careful. I get gout if I eat too much pork. So, you know, part of the joy of growing old. I'm sure you listeners out there have your own problems as you grow old, and I won't pick on you. 
All right. I, as a military guy, just told you, I, spent, I went on a little rant about the Civil War. One thing you know about military history is when you raise a white flag, well, that means you're surrendering. Well, that's not the case in Whitley County, Kentucky. That's in Corbin. And for the second year in a row, a white flag is now waving at the First Baptist Church in Corbin, Kentucky. And it's to let everyone know that if they need a place to stay, they have one. And this flag is flown on cold winter days. Isn't that a good story here in the holiday season? Austin Carter, the senior pastor, says it's a symbol. If it's too cold, I give up. I can't take it. And all these nights, we'll be providing a warm meal for all those in our community who need it and providing hotel vouchers for folks to be able to stay at a local hotel. And they've raised like $60,000 for their effort there in eastern Kentucky. So great job there by the folks at the First Baptist Church in Corbin, Kentucky, and in Whitley County for raising that white flag. And boy, it's getting cold in a lot of the south right now, so be careful. Maybe more places need to raise white flags and help out those who need it most. Strange story coming from East Ridge, Tennessee in the Chattanooga area. As a Catholic diocese is trying to exhume the body of a priest who died amid a yellow fever epidemic back in 1878, and it's part of a bid to secure his sainthood. As the Roman Catholic Diocese of Knoxville has petitioned for a judge's order to enable Reverend Patrick Ryan's exhumation. And the diocese needs to unearth his body to prove he existed and isn't a pious legend. Okay, I'm not Catholic, so I don't know exactly what all this stuff means. But the priest died at the age of 33. He had immigrated from Ireland and had no known children. So they're trying to make him a saint, a saint from Chattanooga, Tennessee. How about that? Wouldn't that be amazing if, if, the, if the Pope allowed that to happen? Got us a good southern saint. My mom thinks I'm a saint. I'm kidding. She, she thinks I'm probably just the opposite of saint. Jackson County, Georgia. Jefferson, Georgia is the county seat. And the sheriff's office in Jackson County, GA, has charged a man after a deadly venomous snake was discovered in a home he shares with his mother and child. And I think it was more than one deadly venomous snake in the household. As deputies went to check on a report of a possible drug activities, but instead of drugs, the sheriff's department found a collection of snakes in a back room, and some of the snake cages were found near a baby's crib. Isn't that horrible? And you could imagine in that part of Georgia, you're talking most likely rattlesnakes, probably a copperhead or two. What a moron. We got morons in the South. What are we going to do about it, y'all? All right, we've been talking politics, and we've got to give this politician a little little pat on the back. He's not keeping snakes in his house. How about this story coming from North Carolina's Governor Roy Cooper as he and his first lady of North Carolina, Kristen Cooper, are the proud owners of a stray cat that they found on the Governor's Mansion's ground there in Raleigh, and they've named this new kitten Jenny Any Dots, or Jenny for short, after a character in the musical Cats. So this Democratic governor in North Carolina bringing the holiday spirit to the old North State with a new cat there in the governor's mansion as the Coopers now have Jenny, Miss Jenny, helping out in Raleigh. Good job there, helping the stray cats in Raleigh. I like my stray cats in Charlotte that happen to play at Bank of America Stadium, although they're on a three-game losing streak. Come on, Carolina Panthers. Hey, if you live in these states, look out for the Holiday Express train as it's going to begin a multi-state journey 
through Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Illinois, and Missouri. A lot of those southern states. This is a festive holiday train, and it started last week in Shreveport, and it's going to have stops in more than 20 cities, and it will end up on December 14th at Union Station in Kansas City, and it will be on display there in KC through December 18th. And it features a smiling tank car, dubbed Rudy, a gingerbread boxcar, a flat car carrying Santa's sleigh, and a bunch of things like a reindeer stable and a miniature village. Now, they didn't have that kind of stuff when I was growing up, so no wonder my childhood felt neglected. But check this out. It's put on by the Kansas City Southern Holiday Express train coming across many southern states in the coming days. Look for it at a railroad crossing near you. And finally, another D-U-M-M candidate. Back to Florida we go. And a Floridian has reportedly stabbed a woman in the head with a fork, all because of an undercooked potato. Kenneth Crumpton was arrested after he stabbed the woman in the head with a fork. And this happened in the Nassau County area of Florida. And the woman had stab wounds and a bloody face after the incident. Yeah, again, I'll say it again. You just can't make this stuff up, people. An undercooked potato, and you stab them with a fork. Knuckleheads Anonymous. We need to create an organization for that. Okay, when we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to have our Y'all Political Report. We'll hear a little bit of President Trump from his speech he had last night at the Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum in Biloxi, Mississippi, as he's campaigning for Cindy Smith, who's got a big election today in a special runoff against Mike Espy in the state of Mississippi. We'll have all that, plus later this hour, we're going to have a little Southern history, a little cavalry history coming your way. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. This is The Y'all Show. Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 Thank You at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 Thank You while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 Thank You for 20 bucks a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Cyber Week ever is on. Save big on Cyber Week deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and top-brand electronics like Google Smart Home, it's a sale you won't want to miss. Just call 800 by dell or visit dell.com slash cyberweek. Call 800 by dell for more Cyber Week deals. 
I used to post to job boards. Only to sort through tons of resumes. Just to find a few candidates for... My sales team. My hair salons. That old process was... Not, not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people. And actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Based on trust pilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. It's a long way from Star, Mississippi To the big stage I'm singing on tonight And sometimes the butterflies still get me When I'm in the spotlight And some people seem to think that I've changed same way that I've really always been Cause a Mississippi girl don't change her ways Just cause everybody knows her name Alright, we're back on the Y'all Show. John Rawl, your host. Thank you for joining us here. And this our political spotlight. You hear that song there? A little Mississippi theme. As we have a huge race today. A special runoff between Cindy Smith the Republican and Mike Espy, the Democrat winner, will become the official U.S. Senator. Cindy Smith has been a kind of interim basis senator since Thad Cochran resigned earlier in the year. But this new election today will decide another seat in the U.S. Senate. And we'll have all the final results on the Wednesday, y'all. But right now, looking before we get to Mississippi, at a story that came out from the Associated Press on Monday. First line of this article says, the solid South is no more. A century of rule by Southern Democrats followed by a generation of Republican domination is evolving into something more complex. And this goes into the recent elections in Georgia and Texas. And it says, yet the old Confederacy states in between are mostly holding to form with white majorities giving President Donald Trump high marks and conservatives a clear advantage going forward. But those states, like the Floridas, the Texas, and the Georgias, are becoming much, much, much more purple if not there already. And could be some there. We already know Virginia seems to be, pardon the Civil War term, a lost cause for conservatives. Remember, Virginia's got a Democratic governor. They've got two Democratic senators. And I think they lost almost all of their Republican congressmen. They they got one or two or three, but they had several get beaten in 2018 general election a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. Some of the South's really on shaky grounds. And, of course, Virginia also voted for, for Hillary Clinton in 2016. So, interesting story. Check it out. It is titled, Midterms Reveal South Split Along Urban-Rural Differences. I like that. Not saying it's purely based on race, because there are more factors than just race in the South. Race is a big one, but it also is based on the difference between urban and rural in many cases. And this article by Bill Barrow from the Associated Press. If you're a political junkie, check it out. Now to today's election in Mississippi. And I wanted to pull this up. I've got some data from actually going back to November 6th during the 
first race. Now, if, if one of these folks today would have gotten to 50%, there would be no special runoff today in Mississippi for Senate. In the, in the November 6th election, Cindy Smith got 41.3% of the vote. Mike Espy got 409 And do the math, she, he, he ended up getting about 3,000 less votes than she did. But neither, of course, got to 50, so that's why there's the runoff. And Chris McDaniel, a more conservative candidate, got 16.4% of the vote on November 6th. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up here on the show today was someone pointed this out to me, and I couldn't believe it when I was told this, but there were some counties in Mississippi that actually SB led in the final result of this November 6th election, and that's part a big part because the the conservative or Republican side was split between Smith and, and Chris McDaniel. But still, amazing to see a county like Lafayette, which is where I live, Oxford, Mississippi, it is blue because in that county, Espy got 44.7%. Cindy Smith got 42% of the vote in that county. Other counties in North Mississippi that went blue that are normally red included Yalabusha and Grenada County. And let's see, Panola County also went for Espy. And this is a November 6th election. Now, I don't think all that will hold true today. And then toward the Mississippi State area in Octibaha County, Espy won with 49.4% of the vote there over Smith's 38.6. Now, of course, the Mississippi Delta was solid blue as it's going to be today. There's no way that Smith's going to make any of those Delta counties red. And the Mississippi Gulf Coast, solid red. And that's where a lot, large part of the state of Mississippi lives is on the Gulf Coast. Even though the biggest city in the state of Mississippi is Jackson, the majority the biggest area where people are clustered is Gulfport, Biloxi, Pascagoula, all over to Bay St. Louis, area code 228, which really is a three-county area. And so keep your eye on those areas going in, and it's going to, again, determine how many people do go vote today and, and not sit it out. But I, I did find it interesting that a lot of these counties that I know will not be blue today were blue on the November 6th race between SB Smith and others. Now, that is a little look at some of the past, but President Trump is doing his part to get Cindy Smith elected, despite the controversial comments and actions that this rookie senator, who's actually never been elected, she's only been appointed. She'd have to win today to be a, a, a winner in an actual race that counts, because she's only been able at this point to get to this runoff but she's not been elected to anything yet and that'll happen if she wins tonight or today in mississippi president trump was in biloxi let's hear a little bit of his opening remarks there at mississippi gulf coast coliseum i love mississippi and i love being with you in mississippi thank you very much thank you thank you it's a beautiful place this is a big this is a big, beautiful arena, and they have thousands of people outside, and this place is packed. There's nothing like a Trump rally, do we? Nothing like a Trump rally. I'm thrilled to be here with the great people of Mississippi. You are the men and women that make America truly great, and thank you. Thank you. 
Tomorrow we need the people of Mississippi to go to the polls and elect Sidney Hyde-Smith so that we can continue doing what we're doing, which is frankly unprecedented. What's happening is unprenticed. Look, watch the simple two words. It's called America first. America first. It's about time. It's about time. Under Republican leadership, America is winning again. America is respected again. We are respected like at no time before. And I can tell you, I'm meeting constantly with foreign leaders and they walk in and they say, Mr. President, it's incredible what's happened with your country in such a short period of time. America is respected again. DJT, the 45th president of the United States there in Biloxi last night with a raucous crowd, about 15,000 in the arena at Mississippi Gulf Coast Coliseum, right on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. And he was there in support of Cindy Smith, who is in the big Senate special runoff today against Mike Espy. When we come back after the break, we're going to get away from politics and we're going to talk some history, y'all. Cavalry style. And Civil War style, war between the states, war of northern aggression, war for southern independence, um, Confederate war, all kind of names for it. But it is a American story. It's a southern story. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the North and South when we come back here on the Y'all Show. Don't go anywhere. Fragrance makes for dreamy holiday gifts, and Ulta Beauty is the place to get them. So gift your impossible-to-impress daughter an irresistible scent from Clinique My Happy. And gift your hard-to-please sister a fruity and floral scent from KKW Fragrance. And then get ready to gift yourself, too. Because when you buy a fragrance of $50 or more, you'll get a free plush throw or luxury robe for having the good sense to gift great scents. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose&L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose&L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose&L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646.
that's a good little song there. The official song of the United States Army. And also the fight song for the NC State Wolfpack, if you're keeping score. And we're back here on the Y'all Show in our history spotlight. Our South here with John Rawl. And we're going to go back to what happened on this day in history in our beloved region. And in 1868, three years after the end of the Civil War, a guy named George Armstrong Custer was in the news for leading an early morning attack on a band of peaceful Cheyenne Indians living with Chief Black Kettle near the Washita River in Oklahoma Territory at the time. And Custer, of course, came to fame during the Civil War with some of his antics, but it was really after the Civil War and his campaigns in the West that made him kind of a popular figure, but also a controversial figure. He'd already been in trouble with General Philip Sheridan, and he had to reinstate Custer to lead a campaign against the Cheyenne Indians who had been making raids into Kansas and Oklahoma during the summer of 1868. And Custer ended up doing some things where he should not have done. And then this battle in 1868, the soldiers killed 103 Cheyenne, including the peaceful black kettle and many women and children. And this, I haven't studied a lot on Custer because remember he was a Yank during the civil war and I'm a, I'm a kind of a gray belly. Well, the reputation was out there with him that he was a savage against the, the savages as some would call Indians, but he was a bad guy. And that's why it ultimately caught up with him at a place called Big Horn. And I think the whatever tribe that was, they kind of knew his reputation. And boy, they put it to him and all the other cavalry members in, in that uh, battle. The Battle of ba Little Big Horn were not one single survivor, as we all know from our history there. But there in Oklahoma in 1868, horrible deal with so many Innocent people, innocent Cheyenne Indians being killed. Didn't read that probably in the history books growing up in school, but that happened on this day in 1868. Now, going back five years before that, when the Civil War was actually going on, another guy who has a history of the U.S. Army before going into the Confederate Army was also a cavalry guy like Custer, and that was John Hunt Morgan, who was an Alabama native, but kind of was... A professional there in Kentucky prior to the Civil War and then served in the Me Mexican War under Zachary Taylor and went on and, and went to Kentucky and was a very successful guy prior to the Civil War and then took up arms for the South. Well, he was a hero to a lot of people in that part of the South in Kentucky for his cavalry skills and his, his heroism in battle, but he ended up getting captured and sent to a prison near Columbus, Ohio. And on this date in 1863, he escaped from the Ohio Penitentiary and went back south to Kentucky and helped keep the fight going, at least until he was killed at Greenville, Tennessee in 1864 in a cavalry action there. He was killed by Yankee cavalry. But John Hunt Morgan, check him out if you're into Civil War history. I know a lot of people from Kentucky really like him. He actually had a really nice monument statue in downtown Lexington, Kentucky, that they moved, sadly, in the last two years with all this craziness that's been going on. But John Hunt Morgan escaping from the Ohio prison during the Civil War on this day in 1863. And that's our South history, a little cavalry-style, Civil War-style 
for you here on the All Southern Show we call y'all. Well, thank you for listening to our incredible info here that we brought you today. Politics, Civil War. We talked about barbecue. We got it all. We got more barbecue coming up in hour two. Matt Herman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue stopping by. But up next, as we start hour two, we're going to have sports land yet. So don't go anywhere as the Y'all Show with John Rawl rolls on. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Cyber Week ever is on. Save big on Cyber Week deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and top brand electronics like Google Smart Home, it's a sale you won't want to miss. Just call 800 by Dell or visit dell.com slash cyberweek. Call 800 by Dell for more Cyber Week deals. I can't believe it. That we're playing 4-4 four four basketball with a barbershop quartet? Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. We are back here with Hour 2 of the Tuesday Y'all Show with John Rawl, the show that is all Southern all the time, all y'all. Okay, we got that across. Thank you very much. Here coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by Matt Herman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Can't wait to hear what Matt's got to say about Thanksgiving, and we will kind of relive his Thanksgiving weekend from a grilling standpoint when he joins us a little later. Plus, we'll talk some football with Matt. We love to do that. And he always has just a little bit something different to say about the sport that most of us here in the South absolutely adore. Well, we now have the Sports Land Yap feature of our Y'all Show right present in front of us here on today's show. And we're going to do something a little different. Hey, are you tired of hearing about football? Well, we're going to talk football, but let's start with some NCAA men's basketball news as the latest AP Top 25 is out and Duke slips down to number three after a recent loss and Virginia is at number four. Who's number one, you ask? That would be Gonzaga out of Washington State. They are number one, followed by Kansas, the Jayhawks at number two. Gonzaga 6-0, Kansas 5-0. Other teams from the South in the AP Top 25 for college basketball, the Tennessee Vols. Are ranked number six in the latest AP poll. Auburn checks in at number eight. Kentucky is at 10. And the North Carolina Tar Heels are 6-1 and one and ranked 11th in the latest AP poll. The Hokies from Virginia Tech are still unbeaten. They are at number 13. FSU comes in at number 15. The Texas Longhorns check in in the AP poll at number 17. Texas Tech is at 20 in the latest poll. 
and Maryland checks in at 24, and Mississippi State comes in at number 25 in the AP poll for NCAA men's basketball. And again, most of these teams still have not-so-sexy games going on for the next couple of weeks, and then when we get closer to New Year's, that's when the conference play starts, and that's when the, the heat really gets turned up in college basketball. But just kind of giving you a little glimpse of what's going on right now with the top of the pole in college basketball. Now, Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars has been suspended a game after he was caught fighting in the game at Buffalo this past weekend. And he got into a little scuffle with Bills defensive end Shaq Lawson, and the NFL said that Fournette violated its unsportsmanlike conduct and unnecessary roughness rules, and as a result, will miss the Jags game against the Indianapolis Colts at Tia Bankfield coming up this Sunday. So no Leonard Fournette of LSU fame this weekend if you are a fan of Jacksonville. And I think I'm right on this. Jacksonville has now lost seven straight games in the NFL after, of course, last year they nearly made it to the Super Bowl losing in the AFC championship game, I think. And now this year, they are the wheels have come off. They'll probably have a coaching change in the offseason for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, speaking of fights, now we'll go to the college level. And SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey wants a healthier environment for the battle for the golden egg. That would be the University of Mississippi and Mississippi State University. As last week when they played in Oxford, there was – some fights that broke out at the end of the third quarter. And now the commissioner of the SEC wants Ross Bjork of Ole Miss and Mississippi State's head athletic guy, John Cohen, to meet him in the league office in Birmingham to discuss, quote, creating a healthier environment for this annual matchup. Now, I've got news for Greg Sankey. You don't realize how much these two programs really don't like each other. And there's this bad blood. There always has been a little bit. But remember, one of these teams turned in the other for cheating in the last few years, and said team has been on a three-year probation, and only next year do they get off of the bowl band. And so that's part of the anger. Plus, you had people like A.J. Brown playing for the Rebels, who was a native of Starkville, Mississippi, and really ticked off a lot of people that wear maroon when he decided to go play in Oxford as opposed to staying at home in Starkville. So this is... Not going to be an easy fix, but yeah, there was a fight that broke out that broke out during the game Thursday, Thanksgiving night, and players ejected. And now the SEC's come out and said that some of the players they ejected were incorrect and should not have been ejected. And then they pointed out that someone like an A.J. Brown, who I just mentioned, that was a Starkville native but played for the other team, that well, they should have received flagrant personal foul penalties in the Egg Bowl matchup. So SEC trying to play nice between these two teams that I don't think genuinely deep down get along all that great. Now to the coaching world and Mac Brown. Remember Mac Brown helped lead the Texas Longhorns to the 2005 National Championship and a win over USC in the Rose Bowl, one of the great games in, in college football history, at least in the 21st century. Well, Brown appears to have come to terms with the University of North Carolina, a place that employed him prior to going to Texas, and he will replace Larry Fedora, who was fired Sunday after going 45 and 43 in seven seasons in Chapel Hill. And now 67-year-old Mac Brown, whose record career-wise is 244 wins compared to 122 losses. He's coached for 30 years, including not only at UNC and Texas, but remember, he did a pretty good job at Tulane back in the 1980s. 
And so Mac Brown getting back into coaching, leaving the ESPN analyst side of things. And I think, I think it could be a good thing. He only needs four more wins in Chapel Hill to pass Dick Crum for the most victories in UNC program history. So maybe that's a factor in his decision to go back in, to the coaching ranks in Chapel Hill, a place that he was beloved prior to going to Texas. He did a lot of good things back in the 90s coaching the Tar Heels. So Mac Brown, it looks like, back in the coaching ranks. Now, we also saw over the weekend that Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech was let go after his Red Raiders failed to have a winning season and go to a bowl for the second straight year. So coaching news from the Big 12 here in the world of college football. So that is what's going on there. Now to the personnel of the Big 12 and Kyler Murray, the quarterback for OU, says that he still plans to give up football after this season and then focus on playing Major League Baseball or at least trying to get to the MLB ranks as he was the ninth overall pick of the Oakland A's in the recent MLB draft. And he's agreed to a deal with the A's and included a $4.66 million signing bonus. And it looks like he will be leaving unless something dramatically changes. He's only got a couple more football games left, including this weekend when Oklahoma takes on Texas for the Big 12 championship. And that takes place in Jerry World in Arlington, Texas. So Kyler Murray going to go over to play football, or rather baseball. And is he a guy that we can see become more like a Bo Jackson? Or, or, or someone like that and try to dabble with football even after he starts his baseball career? Maybe so. The guy's very gifted athletically. Now to what is going on this weekend. It's championship weekend in college football. And we want to tell you about all of the 11 championships games that are scheduled. General Gridiron will be here on Friday to give you the predictions of the winners. So you don't want to miss that when the general stops by. Oh, yeah, General Gridiron, Phil Marshall, uh, football foretelling. But right now, let's just kind of go over who all is playing in the championship games. Starting with the AAC championship game, which will be at UCF as the Knights try to remain unbeaten. And they've had a horrible situation with their quarterback being knocked out for the rest of the year. And the backup will be suiting up for UCF when they host the Memphis Tigers in the AAC championship game this weekend. As we said, Big 12 championship, it's the rematch of the Red River rivalry but now it's the red river rematch as texas and oklahoma they play in jerry world this weekend for the sunbelt championship this will take place in boone north carolina as app state hosts louisiana lafayette in that conference title game pac-12 championship gets it going on friday night and the utes of utah will be in levi stadium to take on the washington huskies the huskies with a big win over their apple cup rival washington state this past weekend did you see any of that game it was held on Friday night. It was snowing, and it was raining to start with. It was just an ugly, ugly night, and the Cougars really missed a great opportunity, and they, they lost to Washington again, and now the Huskies will be back in the Pac-12 championship facing Utah. In the Conference USA championship, the UAB Blazers blew it this past weekend in Murfreesboro, and their reward for blowing it, well, they get to go back to Murfreesboro, and they'll be taking on MTSU this time, not for just a regular season game, but for the CUSA Championship, so that taking place in Rutherford County, Tennessee, UAB, MTSU for that conference's birth into the game that they have for their conference champion. The MAC Championship is on Friday, and that features Northern Illinois and Buffalo. The Big Ten Championship, Ohio State kind of slipped in there after upsetting Michigan at home this past weekend in the big upset of the weekend. 
and the Buckeyes will be taking on a very good Northwestern Wildcats team. I think Northwestern's got a real shot, but we'll let General Gridiron tell you who's going to win that on Friday. But that's the Big Ten Championship from Indianapolis. ACC from the Queen City of Charlotte and the Clemson Tigers, number two in the country, will be taking on the Pitt Panthers. Pitt winning the Coastal Division this year. That'll be a lot of fun for fans of the ACC. In the SWAC Championship from the FCS ranks, the Southern Jaguars will be at Alcorn State in Lorman, Mississippi for that championship game this weekend. And that'll be a lot of fun to see those two programs go off. Been a long time since I've seen Southern play for a SWAC championship, but that will be the case as they go play a recent favorite for SWAC champions, Alcorn State Braves, hosting that this weekend there in southwest Mississippi. From the Mountain West Championship ranks, we have the Boise State Broncos. They knocked off Utah, Utah State over the weekend, and on the blue turf, they host Fresno State this weekend for the MWC Championship. And finally, SEC from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs in this top four matchup of these two programs, and that's going to be a great one. Will it live up to the one from like five years ago where Georgia nearly pulled off the, the win against Alabama? No telling. Will it live up to last year's national championship game? No telling, but it'll be a lot of fun. And that's a little look at your championship matchups for this weekend. Now, I want to quickly tell you about the FCS playoffs. They go to round two this weekend. The Gamecocks of Jacksonville State are at Maine. The Nickel State Colonels play at Eastern Washington. Northern Iowa is at UC Davis. The James Madison Dukes are at Colgate. SEMO, Southeast Missouri State, is at Weber State. Montana State is at North Dakota State, the best team in college football from the FCS ranks for a long time. Duquesne, a surprise winner from last weekend. They are at South Dakota State. And the Wofford Terriers from Spartanburg, South Carolina, travel down I-85 to Kennesaw State and take on a very good Owls program. And that is the FCS playoffs round two going on this weekend. Well, stay with us when we come back. Matt Earman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecues dropping by for a great report on all things Q and football and maybe a few other things. Oh, it's so much fun to talk to him. We'll have that right after the break. Would you please stay with us here on The Y'all Show. Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 Thank You at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 Thank You while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 Thank You for 20 bucks a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Cyber Week ever is on. Save big on Cyber Week deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and top brand electronics like Google Smart Home, it's a sale you won't want to miss. Just call 800 by Dell or visit dell.com slash cyberweek. Call 800 by Dell for more Cyber Week deals. 
I used to post to job boards. Only to sort through tons of resumes. Just to find a few candidates for my sales team, my hair salons. That old process was not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people and actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Based on Trustpilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall Tucker on the radio. Hey, welcome back to the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent with John Rawl. And this is the second day of the work week. Now, some folks think it may be called Tuesday, but because of our next extraordinary guest here on the program, Matt Herman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. The second day of the work week may now be known as Tuesdays. You like that? I like it. I love it. You know, they say Saturdays are for the boys. Well, Tuesdays are for barbecue. And how does that sound? Can we take over that claim? I like it. I, I, I Let's try and make it official. Ah, okay. Because honestly... It, you would think barbecue and grilling would be a good thing to do on Saturday and Sunday, but hey, you may have other things you got to do. But what what do you have to do on a Tuesday? Good Lord, you don't have to go to church that day for most of us. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. you could take off work early on a Tuesday. So I, I think we should go ahead and start a movement. How about that? Hashtag Tuesdays. Hashtag Tuesday, which, you know, you got to make it like a half day. And, I mean, we got a lot of potential with this, I think. <laughs> well, Matt, we want to live vicariously through you. I don't know what you want to talk about, but I know what I want to talk about, and that's what, what you did. We talked last week with Thanksgiving coming up how you were going to do all this extraordinary stuff, and I just want to make sure you haven't let us down. So let's go back and relive last week from the Hearman's World of Grilling. Well, all right, let's do that. So I, I, we kind of talked about turkey, and we talked about different kind of dishes. And uh, so I did. I went through with, uh, I guess, with my end of the deal. And uh, <laughs> we uh, and I did a turkey. I did a 20, I smoked a 20-pound bird, uh, which was uh, a lot more bird than it turned out we needed. Now, is that 20-pound about average for a turkey, or is that a lot more? I, 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 That's that's a pretty good sized bird. Okay. That's a pretty good sized turkey. Yeah, that's uh we only ended up having four people over uh to the house, uh, which is a couple less than I thought we would. So a twenty pound turkey is overkill, uh, to say the very least. But you know, you get the leftovers and as long as the turkey's good and it was good, uh then yeah, it's not too bad to have leftover turkey. And how did you prepare uh, that turkey? I uh I injected it. Ah. Uh, I know we kind of talked about that. I injected it and uh, put some herbs and things inside the turkey and uh, got some rub and some um, some uh, seasoning under the skin and smoked it with uh, a combination of hickory wood and pecan wood for about three and a half or four hours at about 
between 300 and 325, and uh, it turned out great. It turned out it was really very, very good, very, very good. And then moisture in there. When did you yes, do sir. your smoking? When did you start that? Um, let's see. I put the turkey on at about 9:30 in the morning. Okay, on Thanksgiving. And we were, yes, sir. Okay. And uh, and we we were eating by. And we were well. It was on the table by one thirty. Put it that way. Okay, just in time for the Lions halftime show. Uh, Matt, yeah, that's that, what we were all waiting on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I do like that tradition. I, as bad as the Detroit yeah. Lions are, at least they kind of have that kind of claim to being the Thanksgiving Day as well as the Dallas Cowboys. A tradition. That's right. That's right. A tradition of football in the NFL and, and Thanksgiving. How big of a crime would it have been if you would have cooked that? Thanksgiving turkey on a Wednesday or Tuesday leading into Thanksgiving. Could you? How big of a deal would that have been if it had been cooked well ahead of time? Um, I don't think it's not a big deal. In fact, I had a buddy who uh, is also kind of a barbecue head like I am. He uh, he did multiple turkeys because they were doing multiple uh, Thanksgiving events. So they had Thanksgiving with his side of the family, and then then they had Thanksgiving celebrated it. Uh, with his wife's side of the family, so he ended up doing two turkeys. So he did, uh, he did do one ahead of time. Uh, I think the, the key uh, to doing that is to to get it all sliced up and carved up uh, ahead of time. It's not, it's not, it's probably not the best idea to take a full cooked turkey and let it cool down to refrigerator temperature and then reheat the entire bird up. It's going to take a very long time. And it's almost, you know, kind of cooking it twice um, on the bone. It's, I don't know, it's not the best idea. I think the best idea is to go ahead and cook it, carve it, cover it, and then slowly heat it back up in the oven uh, with some foil or something over it. But it, it, it's okay. It'll, it'll turn out fine. It'll, you know, I think there's something uh, specifically good about a turkey that, you know, just came off the, the smoker or just came out of the fryer or, or came out of the oven carving it up then i don't think it gets any better than right then but it's certainly able to be done absolutely yeah and yeah. if you got a good turkey it'll be good the next day as well and I, I don't want you to hold back here feel free to brag but also i want you to speak for others you said you had a party of four Hearman's party of four on thanksgiving right. day and let's say we did a blind test afterwards after the meal how would you think the other three at your table would have rated your great turkey day feast I'm gonna be I'm gonna be absolutely honest here, okay. John. I'm be completely candid. Yes, sir. With our audience, I think uh, not candid yams, think, just candid. No, no, no. We do sweet potatoes. Okay. Uh, and not, yeah, I know it was. Uh, I'd say three out of the four really, really liked it. it her, my wife's, uh, my mother-in-law. Ah, is, the in-laws were over. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, it was, it was tough crowd. Half. It was. Uh, it was my mother-in-law and uh, and then my brother-in-law. Uh, I think uh, three out of the four would, would probably give it a, a nine. They love the smoked turkey and the injected turkey. Uh, but my mother-in-law is pretty, pretty big fan of kind of a traditional roasted turkey in an oven um, with a bunch of carrots and things stuffed into the bird. So she did like the turkey. Um, but I would say, you know, I'd probably get three nines and maybe a seven just because she likes the kind of prefers the traditional roasted turkey, which uh, we don't do at our house. So uh, maybe next time we'll go uh, go over there and enjoy it. But I think 
pretty good marks all around, except for the traditionalists who like to roast it in the oven. But I think she still would have said it was pretty good. Yeah, those darn mother-in-laws, I'll tell you. I don't know what we're going to do with them. <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you this important question here, because, you know, I am a champion of diversity. I, I think it's a wonderful. <laughs> Are you? Yes, Are I, you? yes, I am. And so I've heard a, I've heard a rumor. I've heard it's our strength. Yeah, and so in the spirit of diversity, I don't want you to think this. Is this when we have you on? Is this the kind of show we can talk openly and honest with each other? Absolutely. And, and continue our bromance. Well, in the of in the spirit of all of that, Matt Hearman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. I have to ask uh, what some may think is a really dumb question, but it has to be asked. And that question, that very important question is turkey and barbecue sauce. What say you? Oh, um, I like it. I like it. Maybe not I mean, at I, I mean, have you had it? Uh, that's, that's Absolutely. What... Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah smoked turkey is a... Uh... Smoked turkey is, uh, of course, I did not include smoked turkey in the trifecta of traditional barbecue items, and I would stand by that. But it is kind of, it is a fairly common um, third or fourth meat option on a on a on a barbecue joint's menu, depending on where you are. So a lot of smoked turkey people do like smoked turkey. Some people don't. You know, I can't I can't imagine this. But I hear there are people out there who do not like red meat and don't eat pork and stuff like that. So a lot of these people will prefer uh, turkey. Um, and if they go to a barbecue joint and there is smoked turkey on the menu, I've heard, uh, you know, rumors that some people will actually order the smoked turkey uh, over the, the ribs, the pork, or the beef. So um, it, is, it is a relatively common, you know, third or fourth meat. So I, I do, while I would... I certainly prefer the the swine and the bovine <laughs> to, to, to the bird. I mean, um, smoked turkey is a thing, and I, I do I do like it with barbecue sauce. It doesn't. Here's the thing: the turkey, a turkey, even a great turkey, even a wonderfully smoked turkey, particularly the breast, is 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 enjoyable, and we all like it. Uh, it is not the most flavor packed. Uh, item on earth it just doesn't have the fat it doesn't have the marbling it doesn't have the uh, porky beefy kind of taste uh that that barbecue does it's just not that deep rich of a flavor it's kind of a blank slate if you will so i think a big old piece of white meat turkey uh with barbecue sauce is is kind of the way to go if you're going to eat smoked turkey to be honest you know we've talked at length i like pork ribs and beef i like them soft i like them sweet i like them savory i like them no sauce i like them i like all different varieties it's an endless kind of flavor profile for, for those meats but turkey honestly if i'm going to sit down and eat smoked turkey at a barbecue joint or at my own house i either want gravy on it or i want some barbecue sauce or something to dip it into because white poultry meat is just kind of a blank slate for flavor in my humble opinion wow we're getting it all yeah. from this guy here today, Matt Hermans, who's talking turkey and a whole lot more as Thanksgiving 2018 now in the books. Now, Matt, what is your opinion on turkey and our next little holiday? It, I, I guess if you're Jewish, you could eat turkey at Hanukkah. I believe they allow that in the Jewish faith. But I, I'm really thinking more Christmas. Is turkey and Christmas, do they kind of go hand in hand? And Hanukkah, too, if you think. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to pretend to be an expert on Hanukkah. I will probably <laughs> if I say if I probably say anything about that, you're going to have uh, people upset telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about, which is true. But as far as we know, know, they can eat turkeys. Uh, if you're Jewish, you can so. eat turkeys. So. Sure, I will say that. Uh, I will. Yeah, I think that's true. So, but um, focusing on uh, my expertise, uh, which would be Christmas. You know, I, I uh, I've heard of Christmas turkeys, and okay. then uh, you know. In uh, in England, of course, there's the Christmas goose. I think that's kind of uh, a tradition over there amongst uh, kind of the traditionalists. But uh, you know, I we always we always did a ham for Christmas. Okay. I always had ham for Christmas. I, I think I'd love to take a poll and figure out what is what is uh, you know Christmas turkey or Christmas ham, or then maybe just option number three, Christmas something different. So. Uh, but yeah, we always had ham at Christmas, Thanksgiving turkey. I think for some people, unless you are a diehard turkey lover, you may be turkeyed out because you may have just stopped eating turkey leftovers by the time Christmas rolls around, um, which is kind of, uh, or at least it feels that way. Yeah. Uh, so I always, always introduce. I was always in the mood for something a little different around Christmas. But hey, you want to do a Christmas turkey? There's a famous movie where the uh, in the Christmas story, I think, where they do a Christmas turkey and the dogs end up eating it. But uh, <laughs> that the uh, the gentleman in that movie was uh, was a turkey fiend, I think, is the, is the line. But uh, no, shoot, turkey's good anytime. I like turkey during the year. I like just uh, putting a turkey on, specifically just a turkey breast. You can buy the uh, just the turkey breast only, which is not the entire bird. I like to smoke that a couple times throughout the year. It's a nice, lean, healthy meat, and you can do a lot with it. Wow. See, this is why we have to ask these questions. And I'm looking forward, as we inch our way toward December 25th, getting you to talk about the grilling and smoking of ham, because I'm a huge ham guy. And, of course, ham yeah. is, 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 I guess ham is a different part of the meat on a pig compared to what yeah. they use for barbecue. Oh yeah, yeah. Ham is uh, now we could talk about it later on when we get into the ham, but uh, there is such thing as a fresh ham, uh, which uh, again, yeah, we can talk a bit more about that. But that's basically an uncured ham, which can be cooked differently. Most ham you're going to find, most ham you have, most ham people eat during the holidays is a free, is a cured, uh, a cured ham that's already basically ready to eat. It just needs to be. Ham as well. We can maybe, we can maybe uh, talk ham uh, whenever you feel like it. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk ham. We'll let you uh, think about it a little bit more. We are talking with Matt Hermans, barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. And when we come back, we'll continue talking grilling and a little gridiron with Matt Hermans. That's all ahead as we round up our Tuesday, y'all. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. Fragrance makes for dreamy holiday gifts, and Ulta Beauty is the place to get them. So gift your impossible-to-impress daughter an irresistible scent from Clinique My Happy. And gift your hard-to-please sister a fruity and floral scent from KKW Fragrance. And then get ready to gift yourself, too. Because when you buy a fragrance of $50 or more, you'll get a free plush throw or luxury robe for having the good sense to gift great scents. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. 
But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Use as directed. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. y'all show as we have our Tuesday or as we now call it Tuesday talk with Matt Hearman's barrister bodacious barbecue you can reach us here at the y'all show anytime and if you have a question comment or suggestion for yours truly or Mr. Hearman's that number is 803-816-1170 and you can also find us on the good old world wide web y'all.com y-a-l-l Dot com. We're going to keep talking, grilling with Mr. Hermans, But first, Matt, I know you are you claim to be a football fan. I don't know how we can prove that or not. <laughs> you no, know, I do make that claim. Yeah, I do. I do. Maybe fan's not a good enough word. Maybe it's not a strong enough word. A football fanatic, a football I a, philosopher. I don't know. But I, gotta, I enjoy college football. Did you not enjoy the last week where you had games on Thursday, tons of games on Friday, you had Saturday, you had NFL Sunday and Monday. Are you going to be able to get through today? It's about the, it feels like this is the only day over the last two weeks or so where there isn't football on. So, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I mean, I wouldn't want every week to be like that because it's like, you know, too much dessert can, can make you tired of dessert after a while. But, uh, no, no, to have a week like that where you can, especially when people are off and you got you got football on, particularly college football on, that's great. And the only other time you really get that is, uh, you know, bowl season. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of it. And, and I apologize to the MAC conference. I know they like to have their MAC action on Tuesdays. Well, I believe they're done with all that. They've got their championship game going on this weekend. Yep. I think it's Northern Illinois versus Buffalo 
at Ford Field in Detroit. Does that sound right? That sounds right, and you're right. There is no, there's no Tuesday night Mac action. <laughs> but there was last week. So last week you had, I think, Tuesday night Mac action. Nothing on Wednesday. I don't know why. And then come Thursday, you had crazy games like the Egg Bowl. Did you see that game? Um, I saw more of it than uh, yes, I did. I saw plenty of it. You saw it the you saw the little skirmish there at the end of the third quarter. I did. I did. And well, that was. That was the only skirmish on the field all night. Hey! Hey! Didn't you? But that was a precursor to a lot of uh, anger displayed over the weekend. We saw that fight between Mississippi, Mississippi State. Then, I don't know if you saw, NC State and North Carolina got a little brouhaha in their game on Saturday. And that was great. That that was a walk-off fight there as State got the winning score and then emotions erupted. And, and we're going to come back and talk about the Heels because that's some news that's happened in the last 24 hours with that program. And then when we got to NFL action on Sunday, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Leonard Fournette got into a little uh, a little emotional tribute there in Buffalo, and he got shown the door early. So I guess that turkey can make people act very strange when they play football. I was going to say, that's, yeah, I've never heard of a turkey overdose, but uh, I've <laughs> I've heard of it putting you to sleep, but yeah, there was some, there was some, uh, there were some fisticuffs flying around both the uh, collegiate and the pro rank. Yeah, I don't know why the the fight happened in the in the so-called egg bowl because the game was pretty much out of control when that happened. And yep. now, have you seen the release from the SEC office we talked about earlier this hour? But they're saying that the athletic directors of those two schools in the state of Mississippi need to get together and and work together and become harmonious give me a break i don't that, what does that what does that even mean yeah i mean what what is literally what what is that what does that even mean yeah i mean it doesn't mean anything i mean i i have been a guy who of course i have a degree from the university of mississippi but one time i was in starkville meeting with a very high level executive at a bank and when he found out that i had a degree from old miss he literally kicked me out of his office yeah, I mean that's uh, it is a heated rivalry. I mean I don't. It, know, it's really not from an Ole Miss to Mississippi State standpoint. It's it's embarrassing to lose to them, but it's right. not something you think about twenty four seven three sixty five. No, on the no, you don't. on the flip side, but, yes, it's a huge deal for them to to beat Ole Miss and, and right. And when people and and uh, <laughs> when people from Ole Miss say what you just said, that just makes it even. That just makes it even more heated on the Starkville side, I think you would agree. Well, if you go back, and there's other rivalries in football where you see the same kind of deal. One team did dominate the other for a long time, and I think it became – heck, it was such a dominant game that they ended up losing that famous Egg Bowl trophy. Ole Miss won it like 18 out of 20 years or something like that back in the 50s and 60s, and that darn trophy got lost in a closet of all things. Uh, and now they brought it back out. But that's just one of the yeah. rivalry games. Hey, we talked about NC yeah. State, North Carolina. i got to ask you, Mac Brown, it appears, is the next head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mac Brown of Texas football fame as well as North Carolina. What do you think about UNC going to the retirement home to pick their next football coach? Well, I think it's – I honestly think it's a good move. And I know ah, uh, Larry Fedora okay. was – and I'll tell you why. Fedora was just shown the door over there, and North Carolina is not a uh, one of these kind of 
you know, schools you think of as a basketball school. But I know, I know that there are plenty of people in North Carolina who do want that football program to be uh, on the right track there in the ACC, which is a conference uh, that, you know, can be won. This is not an SEC or some of these other places. There's usually two or three good teams in the ACC, typically been Clemson. And this year, I think it's Clemson, and, and that's about it. But um, I think it's a good move uh, because Mac Brown, yeah, he's uh, he's getting up there. I think he's late 60s. He might be close to 70. But Mac Brown is the kind of the quintessential CEO type coach, and I know that's a kind of a term that's thrown around. I think probably a little bit too loosely. But Mac Brown is a figurehead. He's a recruiter. He's a handshaker. He is a personality. He's a guy who can really sell uh, athletes on coming to a university. He projects this. Uh, he projects a good image. Uh, when he was at the University of Texas, this is not someone who is intricately drawing up uh, game plans or uh, you know calling uh, calling plays that he's been drawn up on napkins over the weekend or anything like that. He uh, he's a face of the university. He people like him. Boosters love him. Uh, family, uh, you know, families of recruits love the guy. He's a, he's a, what I understand, what I know of him, uh, he's a pretty good guy. He doesn't have a whole lot of baggage following him around. And he is one of these kind of uh, politician type coaches that people just like and that he, he attracts people around him. He hasn't really gotten in any type of major trouble. And uh, I think he'll recruit well. I think he will recruit well to North Carolina. And again, he's not an Urban Meyer who's going to. Uh, I'd say Urban Meyer is someone who's, who's kind of dealt with health-related or stress-related health issues. Right. He's one who I think uh, alleged, really allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll qualify that. But I think Max is someone who uh, who just has a different uh, tack. Not that he doesn't care about it. He loves he loves football and he does care deeply about it. But he, I think he uh, he runs the organization a little bit differently than someone who's uh, who's staying up nights thinking about X's and O's. So huh. I actually like it. I think Okay. I think, I think I think it'll be a nice hire for UNC and I think you will you will notice an almost immediate uptick in recruiting in my opinion. Well UNC and in Chapel Hill they've had their share of dumpster fire bad news in that program and yeah. so if nothing else yeah. this could be a way to kind of get that ship pointed in the right direction on and off the field. Another yeah. coaching change from the weekend, Matt a, a program that's near and dear to you texas tech shows cliff kingsbury the door what do you think about that yeah it's not surprising i think everybody knew uh everybody who had their uh, any type of uh finger up in the wind this year knew that cliff needed to win seven games uh, or it was over um yeah it's tough to see i mean it was it was kind of a cursed year this year for for kingsbury i mean it was down to the uh, essentially the four-string quarterback uh, uh, at the end of the year, you lose uh, Alan Bowman, you lose, uh, you lose McLean Carter, then you lose Jet Duffy. Uh, you're down to Colt Garrett now. McLean Carter was uh, was the guy who ended up playing against Baylor, but he was essentially on one leg. So you're down to a walk-on quarterback and a guy who had one leg. Essentially, it was just kind of one of those one-legged years. quarterback. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So you're, it's one of those years that, um, you know, what could have been, and, you know, uh, there are a lot of really close losses. He didn't get fired been. just for this year, though. I mean, this was no, no, he didn't get, he, was this the third no, straight no. losing season or only the second? second. 
Okay. It was the second straight losing season, yeah. No, it wasn't just for this year, but I think if he'd have won seven or eight games, he'd have stayed well, uh, this year. But I'm sure you saw, six, I'm six sure you saw his tweet, Matt. To his credit, Kingsbury, a Texas Tech alum, put out a heck of a tweet thanking Raider yeah. Nation, Red Raider Nation, for their support and, and just a classy move. Really classy guy. Really ran the program um, very cleanly. There was never even, uh, never really any legitimate hints of anything untoward at the, you know, at the at the program. He, he ran it the way it was supposed to be run. It didn't work out the way we all wanted it to. Uh, but he's a classy guy. I think Tech treated him right. Gave him six years. Um, and unfortunately. You know, five and seven is just not going to do it. As much as everybody loves Cliff, it's just not going to get the job done. So, and I think I think he, he, I think he understands think that. Yeah, he understands that, and he he will have a job. I think as soon as he wants one, and he may have a job wherever he wants. Um, yeah, I think he's just faxed over his resume trying to usurp you for barbecue baron of of the South. So I I don't well, know if yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's a losing battle. I love Cliff, but that's a losing battle. <laughs> All right, Matt, we've got more football. We've got championship weekend this weekend across the college football, at least. What would you recommend for our listeners out there getting ready for champion, champion to, to channel the guy off of eastbound and down? What's his name? I know his real last name is Marino. Um, the guy, Don, <laughs> what's his name? The guy that had the uh, sports talk show? Uh, oh man, you got me now. Now you got me going blank. That's yeah, but he, he, he'd, he'd say Kenny Fires champion, champion. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. And a guy, wasn't it guy something? Um, anyway, yeah, <laughs> yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, I'm drawing a blank now. guy, whatever, but he would always say champion, and I love that. But, yeah. Matt, what it, to be a championship weekend in football, what do we need to have ready to go along with whatever we're smoking on the grill? I'm thinking people are, by the time this weekend hits, you're going to be tired of turkey. Well, remember, this is, not, this is a championship weekend, so this is not yeah. your traditional third week of the season or something crazy like well, that. This is special. Yeah, no, no. So, yeah, so the, my, so the go-to is – if you've got a team, I think if you're in a, there are multiple championship games going on. There's like 11. If got, yeah. If you've got uh, any, my always go-to is this. If you're playing a rival or you're playing a team that you are able to eat their mascot, <laughs> I think you always eat the mascot 100%. Okay. So if you're playing Texas, for instance, I mean, it's a good time to see brisket, um, you know, typically Arkansas is, is a delicious mascot to eat, but of course they're nowhere near. Well, Texas is uh, playing OU, anything. so do we need to cook up a That's horse? Right. A horse is that what you're saying? But yeah. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, is that uh, uh yeah, Sooner is technically a person, so I don't think we want to go the cannibalism route. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's technically somebody who jumps over the line and gets gets their land. Well, their little uh, mascot horse, on the sidelines now, a little kids mascot. It's a horse. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. I don't know about I don't know about horse, uh, and I, I think in other countries this is a thing. But in the United States, it might not be might not be the best option. But cow, yeah, cow's that's good. an easy one. Cow is good. So uh, you know, we got got Alabama uh, elephant. I've never had elephant myself. Um, never had bulldog. Dog of yeah, I say I've I've never sampled bulldog either. But it seems tough. So they may have to go another route and do something a little a uh, little different. But I would say. For champion, if you can't eat the mascot, 
you want to do something a little bit out of the ordinary. You want to do a little, something a little bit special um, for your championship day cookout. There's all kinds of different things. Um, you know, I like a beef. If you want to go, if you want to go uh, wild, you know, always uh, a beef tenderloin um, mm. off the smoker is is pretty fantastic. If you want to drop a hundred dollars on a piece of meat, and hey, if you're in a championship game, you may want to celebrate. You, you may it. want to get something special. Yeah, you may want to get something special. So you may want to spring for a a big old beef tenderloin and cook it to about medium rare and, and serve it up that way. That's that's a pretty fun option. But I like to eat the mascots if you can. <laughs> hey, what do you think of, to go along with whatever you're putting down from a food standpoint, from a beverage standpoint, now that we're in the holiday season, there are certain breweries out there that kind of have a holiday-type flavor for some of their beverages. What do you think about all that? I'm a big uh, a big beer fan, and uh, – that's not to say that I am, uh, you know, I, I sit there and drink beer all day, every day. You know, that's, that's not a job. I haven't found a way to make money doing that. Just yet. every other but, day is when you do it, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, as soon as I figure that out. But, no, I'm a big, big uh, fan of the seasonal beers. Ah, Abita. Okay. Uh, Abita has some, some pretty good uh, seasonal beers. Uh, that is a, uh, a brand or a brewery that I think some people, at least around the Gulf Coast area, will recognize. Uh, that's a brewery based in Abita Springs, Louisiana. So you're and, a, a uh, thumbs up on the seasonal beverages. I, I didn't know how you would factor that in. I'm, I am a thumbs up on the seasonal beverages Okay. at every, at every season, well, spring, that, that, fall, that, winter. That kind of stuff will help make your tailgate or whatever you want to call it for the championship weekend just a little different because you can't get those back in September. You can't get that seasonal brew, I don't right. think. But now that we're no. post-Thanksgiving getting ready for Christmas, it might just be a little extra touch for your grilling out with friends and family getting ready for championship weekend. Matt Hermans, barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, bringing the grilling advice and cue advice on a cues day, and we appreciate it. We look forward to talking to you next week after championship weekend, and, hey, we'll have bowls to talk about then. I can't wait. Um, well, I think we should do it every cues day. <laughs> All right, Matt, thank you very much, and have a great rest of your cues day. You too, John. All right. Well, that will conclude our show for today. Thank you again to Matt Hermans with his incredible knowledge of grilling and football and more. That's what he does here on the Y'all Show. We'll be back here Wednesday for an all-new Y'all Show. Precious Harris will give us the report from Music City USA. We'll talk ACC football with Jonathan Leifheit and much, much more. You don't want to miss out on the Wednesday Y'all with John Rawl. Talk with a southern accent. Y'all have a great Tuesday or Tuesday. <laughs> Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 Thank You at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 Thank You while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 Thank You for 20 bucks a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. 
Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply.